0: I'll start by saying, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you for taking some time to work on yourself. And I hope you are proud of yourself. You're already standing above the crowd. You're working on you. Do you realize how rare that is? Trust me, it is. The majority of my coaching clients will have millions of reasons why they can't alter their mindset. But I'm here to tell you, those reasons are bullshit. If you want to be happier and you're feeling down, There is a mindset shift to be made if you want to feel better. Yes, people go through really hard times, and I bet you can easily think of one in particular right now, but a hard time or dealing with a horrible experience is nothing that should stop you from living your best you. We just have to find ways to switch our thoughts to positivity, not focus on the negative. When we focus on positivity and we welcome joy into our lives every day, we create a much brighter mindset something we are all striving for. It does not feel good to wake each day just awaiting the challenges that you are to face. But if you start each day anticipating the challenges and looking at them as opportunities for growth, we almost begin to embrace the challenges that will come our way. My first moment of complete peace, and I'll tell you what, a moment leads to so many more moments. The more you're aware of them, look for them, feel them, the more they will become normal. This feeling of complete peace becomes normal. But I ask you to never let go of that feeling of peace. We don't want normal to not feel special. We want to feel grateful for having this special moment every day, looking at each day as something special. So here's my first moment. I'd been conducting trainings on time management and growth. One thing I suggested was for people to write down their worrying thoughts and with that list, identify which were eating at them the most. Which did they read and feel the gnaw of dread in their stomach? You know, you've got a fist-sized tightness starting at the apex of your ribs and it kind of moves down toward your navel. I despise that feeling. The thoughts that produce the greatest feeling of stress would be the ones we worked on and you can do that too. In that training, I had participants focus on the thoughts that produce the greatest feeling of stress, the biggest fist size tightness, the most impact and pressure on your belly. And those were the ones we would work on. And you can do that too. The purpose of this exercise is to tackle that list we create, ready and rearing, without having a solid starting place for where to begin, we can feel lost and hopeless we may feel like everything is piling up and we're drowning, so to speak. After writing down our major stress points, we'll be easily able to identify them and refer to those stressors in order to get started working on them. Now, the stressors and the starting points will be up in your face, so write them down. It'll feel good to start addressing them and releasing that knot of dread, allowing your shoulders to drop noticing throughout the day that your muscles aren't staying so tight. It's a very relieving feeling. The first step is identifying your biggest stress trigger, then addressing it. Sweeping it under the rug will only be there to cause trips and falls. So let's get that cleared up. Jot down the things that bother you. Something I like to do when listening to podcasts or Audible is keep my notes app open. In your notes app, You can do a voice-to-text message jotting anything down that resonates with you, something you'd like to revisit in the future. And when you hit that little microphone, what you're listening to will continue on. Makes it easy for you. Now that you've got some things that are stressing you, either written down or they're on your mind, put an asterisk or some sort of marker for the ones that are bothering you the most. Read them back, think back through them. And when you get that jolt of ugh feeling, That's the one you need to address the soonest. You may read them back and realize they all make you feel that way. That's okay. Then start working on the one that is easiest to take care of. Maybe it's something as simple as setting up an auto pay because that bill is always late. Sometimes it's just the simplest fixes that can take that unease out of our lives. If it's something that you read and you're unsure where to start, maybe a relationship or something in the past Remind yourself that the past is important because without it, you wouldn't be who you are today, and you are so very special in so many ways. If it's a relationship, the one thing I drum into anyone who will listen, communication is key. Communicate with your loved ones how you're feeling, or if it's not important to you, quietly let them slip away from your life. Sometimes that's more beneficial to your peace than trying to work things out. Don't ever believe there is something you can't change in your heart or in your mind. You can. Even if it's the sadness and grief of losing a loved one, you can't change the fact that they're gone, but you can change how you think of their death. I could go into a full book on my experiences with grief and coping with the sudden loss of my father, but I'll suggest to you, if you're in a deep sadness from losing a loved one, find a book that is fully based on the grief journey. They're amazingly eye-opening, thought evoking and helpful. I've shared with people in my inner circle that I live by the motto, I-J-D-G-A-F. Many get what I mean, some ask. So when I have to say it aloud, I just don't give a fuck. Some are taken aback. This is not meant to say I don't give a fuck in general. It's meant to say I don't give a fuck about the actions of those who do nothing positive for my soul. I don't give a fuck about things that I have no control over. I don't give a fuck about negative things someone may say about me. Because after all, who cares? Who cares what people say about us? Who cares what they think? The only people who should matter are us and our loved ones. And that's right, you matter. What you think of yourself should come first. Without thinking you're the cat's meow, without believing that you rock, without feeling all of the self-love, It's hard to see the awesomeness in others. And when you're seeing how amazing you are, you tend to see other shining stars all around you. They haven't changed. They're nobody new. But you now see their light because you are a gratitude-seeking lover of people. I'll tell you what, when you see the beauty in others, life just gets more enjoyable. The bitterness fades. The feelings of defeat diminish. You start looking forward to human encounters but it all starts with loving yourself unconditionally. Self-love is not easy, but when you practice every single day, you'll see all of the awesomeness that you are and only experience minor irritations on occasion. Does that sound good? Well, let's dig in. Who you were doesn't matter. I'll tell you something. When I was a young lady, I was somewhat of a nightmare. Don't get me wrong. I had my strengths as humans do, but I mean, I had some serious toed. The last word in arguments, it was mine. The outbursts when I didn't get my way, frequent. Was I spoiled? Maybe. I don't recall being spoiled as I grew up very poor, but I suppose I was fairly spoiled within means of what my parents could do for me, and I believe it showed. There was a time in my life, basically ages 9 to 25, that I preferred to be angry than sad. If I was angry, I could yell, use dominance, cuss like a sailor, and belittle others, therefore picking myself up. Then I reflect, what in the actual F was I thinking? That didn't pick me up. It made me feel better for a moment, then realize I'd massively injured, emotionally, usually, someone else, and then I'd feel guilt. Guilt is an open door to more sadness and anger. But again, I was pushing aside sadness and replacing it with anger. So, anger and anger, wow. I'm sure I could have used some woo saws. Here's where the good stuff starts. It's time to practice. Think of a time when you had an outburst because you were upset. Think of how you felt afterward. Think of how the recipient of your outburst felt. Are those good feelings? Or do you get a bit of remorse? First off, no remorse. Things happen and we cannot take them back, but we can use them as opportunities for growth. This isn't about having you feel bad about yourself. This is about helping you handle situations with grace as they arise. Will you nail it down right at the start? Probably not. Will you need to practice to continue to improve? Yup. Hell, I still practice every single day. And when I get too preoccupied to focus on myself, I still feel the slip begin. The slip is minor though. I have the skills. I have the tools. I have the practice. And I can just jump back in and pick up where I left off. So how do we handle situations where anger is the loudest feeling in our soul? My favorite is looking in the mirror and saying out loud, I love you. You are strong and powerful. You matter. People love your heart. Whatever I need to hear from someone, I say to myself, there is nothing wrong with that. Although I'll tell you, the first time I did this, (laughs) listen, it was ridiculous. I was giggling at myself the whole time, thinking there was no way I could actually believe the words I was telling myself as I looked at myself in the mirror. Fresh from bed, disheveled, telling myself I'm beautiful. Come on, that was just weird and wrong. But I did it every day. I put post-it notes on my mirror to give me something to see. You know, seeing is believing, right? Well, it took a lot of practice and I felt like a weirdo. But now I can tell myself positive and uplifting words and I believe them. I know you can too. Just go ahead and giggle at yourself to begin with. Giggling's fun anyway give it a try. Write yourself notes where you'll see them throughout the day. Tell yourself you got this. Whatever it is you wished you felt, write it down. That is a great place to start. Now you've got a couple of tips, a couple more tools to add to your tool belt. I would love to hear how you're utilizing them. I would love to hear how your journey is going. And if you feel like you could use more of this, I do have a free community on Facebook. It's a five-day workshop focusing on self-love, self-esteem, confidence, effective communication, and manifesting your dreams. But I want you to remember, you are where you should be in life. Everything you have done, everywhere you have gone, has led you to this moment to be listening to this, to start taking action on your happiness and mindset, And all will work out as long as you're putting energy into yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup, so make sure you fill yours. Thank you for listening. You can go ahead and subscribe to my channel if you want more uplifting, fun, inspirational stories. It is my pleasure to have had this time with you today. Enjoy the rest of your day to its fullest. If you'd like to get notifications when new podcasts are up, or maybe just some emails throughout the week to inspire you, and encourage you to do your best every single day, go on over to theracheltown.com and get yourself signed up.